All right, hello, we're gonna get started here. Welcome, as I just get everything rolling, rolling. Hello, hello, good evening or afternoon, wherever you're joining from, whatever time of day. Hi, my name is Karen Kane. Where are you joining from? Do me a favor, um, let me know that you hear this and let me know where you're joining from. So my name is Karen Kane and I'm six years sober, but I wasn't always this way. Nope, actually as a matter of fact, I was a full-time drunk, semi-functional drunk. And that went from the ages of 15 to 45. And pretty much that time frame, honestly, when I was in my early 20s, I knew I had a problem with alcohol, but I wasn't ready to face that problem. So welcome to Sovereign Sobriety. And um, yes, I am six years sober. I'm in a divorced mom to a teenager who just turned 17 and my focus these days is really on helping people and helping people recover because i know where i was and i know where i am and i know that i never have to be the way i used to be but i also know what i didn't have when i tried to get sober a few times in the past i actually had two times where I was close to a year and I never made it a year. I would sabotage that. Why? I think maybe it was fear or I thought I had that control. Oh, I can just have one drink. <laughs> oh, I can do it. Oh, if I just drink like two glasses of wine a day, I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so guess what? That's probably one of the lies that I'm about to tell you that I used to tell myself. And when we tell ourselves the lies, we convince ourselves and that we're, we also tell our family and our friends and, and people, you know, we interact with, we tell them, you know, oh yeah, you know, I drink, but you know, I'm good. So five lies, drinking lies that I would tell myself. Number one, I would tell myself, I'm not a drunk. I'm not a drunk. No, I have a job. I'm a mom. I, you know, I, I have a, a car, a job, a house, a child. I make dinner. I do laundry. Um, no, I'm not a drunk. No, I'm like doing it, right? And wearing that mask <laughs> that a lot of people wear. I've recently come in contact with quite a few people who we're putting up a front in front of me and putting that mask on and trying to uh, do one up on me. And, and now, you know what, I, I can see through, I can feel energy, first of all, like real fast. I could go into a room and talk to someone and I can like, boom, I can know what their energy is and what, what's going on there pretty quickly. And I used to not be that way. <laughs> this is called having that spiritual awakening and becoming sober and clear head. The fog brain. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, not actually not even the fog brain. Um, it was like crazy brain, monkey brain, anxious, anxiety, like, 
Ooh, stressed out brain. Okay, so one of the lies was I'm not a drunk. That's the first one. The number two, drinking does not affect my emotions or depression. <laughs> that is such a freaking lie. Drinking does not affect my emotions. Oh my gosh. I can remember when I was 15, around there, like somewhere between, yeah, I would say 15, no, somewhere between, no, 15 to, no, it was probably a little bit later. Um, a little, maybe I was out of high school, like 18, let's say. And I would drink a good amount. And then if things happened in my life, um, that seemed, you know, at the time it seemed like, oh my gosh, like, you know, um, something upset me and I, I would just be like, oh, I need a drink. I need another drink. I need more. I need more. I need more. And I remember like being in my kitchen in my parents' house and just like bawling, you know, bawling for stupid things. But also I had been drinking. And then the drinking would then, you know, it would just make everything worse. I mean, drinking makes your emotions that much more extreme as well as anger. So it can, you know, it could uh, trigger you to um, get more upset easily. It could trigger you to um, lash out on someone. It could trigger you to cry and to get upset for no reason. It is big time. And then... It also enhances depression. Alcohol is a depressive. Is that it? (laughs) I can't talk. Um, Yeah. So, so if you're already in a low state, which if you're drinking a lot, you're in a low, low vibe. So if you're drinking a lot, you're in a low vibe and my camera just got kind of weird. Let's like focus. strange or maybe I'm just seeing things. I need my granny glasses on. (laughs) All right, here, stay with me. Stay with me. You ready? Stay with me. Okay. So for sure, like definitely drinking affects your emotions and affects your thinking and affects depression. Big time, big time. Okay. Number three, drinking did not affect my marriage. What a freaking lie. I mean, I lived my life guided by like, you know, when am I going to get drunk? When am I, um, where are we going? And will I be able to drink? And how much am I going to drink just enough to get to that whatever event to be around people where I wasn't going to be embarrassing, but I could let my guard down and, and be a little bit, um, less conscious about who, you know, who I was or what I was like. So when I drank, it kind of like removed any, it's like that, that false confidence. Drinking creates that false confidence that, you know, hey, look at me, I can do this. Or like, let me go dance. Nobody's looking because I'm drinking. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. (laughs) So yes, drinking affects your relationships big time, big time. And because of that, I then took on emotionally unavailable relationships because I was not 
emotionally available. And because I was not emotionally available, then I attracted in emotionally unavailable people. And so was it really a relationship? What was it? It was convenience. It was convenience. One person using the other person to kind of like help each other out and kind of like get through life, but not being a full human themselves. Number four, I don't have a drinking problem. Nah, I don't have a drinking problem. (laughs) And you can convince yourself you don't have a drinking problem all you want. You can. But let me tell you what, eventually it catches up to you. Eventually it catches up to you. And it kind of goes, it ties into I'm not a drunk. Well, I'm not a drunk. But when you drink, are you a drunk? Because you probably are. And I don't have a drinking problem. Well, if you have to make sure that you are taken care of or you're staying home, you're in a safe place, if you have to um, make sure that you have a designated driver, if you have to make sure like all these things are in check, you know, to, to because you're going to be drinking, then saying you don't have a drinking problem, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. And here's my favorite one. It's number five. Number five is I need alcohol to be happy and to have fun. I need alcohol to be happy and to have fun. To take the edge off. Well, let me tell you what. I've never had more fun and never been happier. Even I'll push it. I'm joyful now without alcohol. So I have more fun. I am happier, more joyful. I have healthier relationships. And I have learned coping mechanisms to get through those times of stress and anxiety without having to pick up a drink and put those toxins in my body to then lower my vibration, then potentially get depressed. And then what? You go to the doctor and they try to write you a script for um, antidepressants, anti-anxiety. <laughs> Do you think that's the answer? I hope not. And do you think that if that is your answer now, that you have to stay in that situation? No, I think not. Thoughts become things. When you start to have faith and you see a little light, when somebody gives you a little light, now maybe I'm your light. Can I be your light? Because I would love to be your light. Do me a favor. Oh, one more thing. So I've heard other people's lies too. And I've seen other people's 
way of coping of their lies about drinking. And one of them is, oh, okay, like I don't have a problem. I totally can control my drinking. I can stop. And you know what? I only drink on weekends. I only drink on weekends. And when I stop, I stop. Okay. Well, first of all, if you only drink on weekends, but you're binge drinking on weekends, and maybe you're getting sick, or maybe you can't remember, then that's one form of alcoholism and having a drinking problem. Yes, it is. Look it up. So there's different ways, like we're all different levels, right? We're all different levels of drinking and our level and point of like, we're gone. So just because, you know, this is my story and it's uniquely, you know, individualized to me and my journey. And then there's this other person who, you know, has this experience where they only drink on weekends and then they stop, they binge, like drink it a lot, drink it a lot. Um, but if you're drinking, like you have to bring something in the car with you before you're actually going to dinner or you know that you're going somewhere where they're not, there's not going to be alcohol and you're pouring it in a cup so that you can drink it in the car, which is, trust me, this used to be me. This used to be me <laughs> big time. And so if, if that's the situation, because you need that drink, you want that buzz, or you, you're going to be around people and you're going to be anxious and like, like I was, you know, then I could have that false confidence from drinking alcohol. But when you're drinking that fast, then you get intoxicated, you know, faster. If you're not drinking any water and you haven't had any food, then you're like, you're escalating that buzz real fast. So you can, you can, you can still be an alcoholic, even if you're only drinking on weekends, if you're binge drinking or the way that you're handling it. So, um, just, just saying, you know, um, we can be in denial. We can tell ourselves, uh, we can tell ourselves all the lies we want to, um, continue on that path of, uh, destruction, destroying ourselves. And honestly, we're do we're not doing ourselves a favor because we're not living our best life and we're not like living it in joy. And most likely if we're drinking like that and we're making all those excuses up, we have zero self-worth or low self-worth, low self-esteem. And because of those things, we let people walk all over us. And that's why, um, you know, I really speak my message because uh, I know where I was, like I said, and I know, you know, how I got here today. And it was a hard, difficult path. It really was. And if I had people um, that I could listen to that could help me at the time and maybe not in AA meetings because I was resistant. I didn't want to go to AA meetings. But if I could pull up YouTube and watch somebody on YouTube helping me, then um, I probably would have been a lot better off. But also, if I had therapy or counseling sessions back then, only this last time around did I really plug into, I did 90 meetings in 90 days. I had um, therapy. Um, I don't know how many I went to, but probably about four sessions, 
So it wasn't too much, but it was enough to, you know, to talk to someone and to work through the things that were really, really like, really uh, upsetting me because it's, it's not easy getting sober. It's not. So, um, so yeah, when you're telling yourself lies, you know, honestly, eventually you hit that bottom and you might hit like a couple bottoms, but eventually you hit that very, 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 very low, low, low bottom of the bottom bottom of the barrel bottom and you have you know a choice like I had a choice I was killing myself and I was becoming a pretty shitty mom or I had to totally change my life and do a 180 and that's just what I did and it wasn't easy and I'm going to share my story and keep sharing my story because if I can help one person today it's a great day it's a great day. I am in the process of redoing my website. You can sign up for newsletters on karenkane.com. So if you go there right now, it's it's probably a little jacked up, but I'm pretty sure if you click on it now, you can put your email in. And so I'm going to be um, hosting different programs to help people in, get sober and stay sober. Because I tried it two times before this per- this time, and I didn't make it. I didn't make it. And so if I could help you make it, meeting makers make it, but maybe you don't want to go to meeting, but maybe I can help you, let's do it together. If you enjoyed this video, do me a favor, subscribe, click the bell so you get notified when I go live or I upload a new video. Thank you so much for being here. This is Karen Kane. Peace, love, namaste, and sovereign sobriety. Thank you for being here.